Calvary Church presents Lead to Serve, a leadership podcast with Ed Taylor. Welcome to today's edition of Lead to Serve. It's the podcast where we talk about life and ministry. Uh, We're learning to be better servants of Jesus so we can lead well. And today's topic is invitations into people's lives. Because really that servanthood is connecting people with people and leadership is taking that connection and getting those people connected to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I want to talk about invitations into people's lives and what that looks like in the scope of our actions and what can we do and how can we be better at connecting with people's lives. But before we begin, I want to remind you that I love feedback and I love input, so please connect with me and subscribe to our my blog at edtaylor.org. That's edtaylor.org. There I write about life, ministry, and grief, and I, I think the tagline is like raw thoughts because I just write. It's They're not the cleanest articles because I just write what my heart is, kind of like the podcast, and I just just like I'm having a conversation with you. And I envision you and me talking together, growing together, and and answering questions about life and ministry. And servanthood is key. Like we, we want to learn how to be better servants. And remember the context. I'm a pastor, so I have the privilege of pastoring here at Calvary Church. This is our 21st year of ministry. We're ending into year 21. I have a great team of men and women that I get to serve with in reaching this community. We're in a city called Aurora in Colorado. We're a eastern suburb of Denver. And what a place to serve the Lord. I love it here. So grateful that God would bring out, uh, bring my family out here to serve. And maybe this is just a, a word from the Lord for someone listening to be happy where God has you. He He's put you there. He has brought you to that place. You know, in our last episode, we were talking about setting goals and and what it means to set goals. And I was reminded in Jeremiah 29 how important it is to realize that it's God's plans that we're looking for. We're not trying to develop our own plans, but we're wanting to follow God's plans. And part of God's plan is your physical location, where he's placed you. You are where you are by the will of God. And I love this in Jeremiah 29, 11 in the New Living Translation, and I just sense like this is a word from the Lord for someone listening. God says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days, you're going to pray. In those days, you will pray and I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. And God is ready to be found by you. And I mean, he's obviously he's there. And that, that's God's loving care and concern for the nation that's going to experience very difficult situation in the old covenant. How much more is the heart of God for his people in the new covenant by faith in Jesus Christ? How much he knows the plans that he has for you? How much he knows what he's doing in your life? You know, God is not ignorant and God is not foolish. He knows exactly what he's doing in your life. And he knows how he's using you. And just to to be happy and to be content, and I would even add to be excited about where God has you. 
is a great beginning and foundation to build upon. So welcome again to Lead to Serve. My name is Ed Taylor. have the privilege of pastoring here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. And again, connect with us at edtaylor.org. Let's talk about invitation into people's lives. You know, getting into someone's life is important in order to deliver the gospel to them. And the place that we get into their lives is through trust. Now, for a lack of a better phrase, I, I want to share this with you that is important. And, and it's I don't have a better comparison than this. And I like to tell the guys, I like to tell our team, trust is the currency of ministry. And what I mean by that is that in serving people, we are building trust. You know, within the church world, and I would even say in the business world, there's a built-in trust when a relationship starts. Let's say you have a brand new person coming to your department and you're the supervisor, you're the leader, uh, you're the manager. Automatically, there is a basic trust. Now, I know a lot of people like to focus on the skepticism, but I want to flip the coin and say, no, there's a built-in trust. They trust that you're going to lead them, that you're going to do the right thing, that you're going to enforce the policies properly, you're going to give the right training. In the church, it's the same way. When someone comes to church, there's a built-in trust there that we will either build upon and add or that we will fail and lose. And it's very difficult to regain trust once it's lost. And so we want to learn to keep depositing trust into people's lives. We, we want to deposit trust, deposit trust, deposit trust, because in every relationship, there will be a withdrawal. Most of the time, those withdrawals are just mistakes that we make. You know, something we said or something we did wrong or something we didn't do right. And we in everyday relationship, right? The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. That's true. But in everyday relationships, there's just those times when withdrawals are made and where difficulties are there. And we, we just have to learn that in relationships, love is the, is the emotion, I guess. The, love is what keeps us bound together when difficulties come is the best way to say that. Like, like it, it helps to reduce the friction that comes because we spend so much time together. And in building up trust, we need to have that life of integrity behind it. So I was thinking about the things that we're involved in. You know, for example, um, I've already shared how important it is to return your emails in a timely manner. I've already shared how important it is to return your phone calls in a timely manner and to return your text messages and to communicate because communication is important. But I want you to think, you know, maybe you're a pastor and, and you are involved in hospital visits. Uh, you get emails, you get phone calls, you get text messages, there's social media, there are people you meet at work, there are people you come in contact with. These things, uh, and even more so if you're a pastor, you're involved in funerals, officiating funerals, uh, officiating marriages. These are not just events. These are just not, they're not just uh, points on a calendar. These are invitations into people's lives. You know, I think, for example, I think of a marriage. Uh, when when I have the privilege of an officiating a marriage, I'm going to be in all their pictures, like forever. Anytime they come out, anytime they pull out the marriage book, 
I'm going to be in the pictures. Like that, this is an invitation into their life. I'm going to be in their life forever because I had the privilege of helping them exchange their vows of a lifelong commitment. I think it's even more so you can understand that officiating a memorial service is equally an invitation into someone's life because you're there in one of the most difficult times in their life. Now, again, I'm sharing those in the context of the pastor, but it's not just pastor. When you're invited into someone's life, when you take a meal to someone in Jesus' name, when you help someone, when, when you help them with a, with, with a critical task, or you help them with something small, something big, it's an invitation into their life that has come directly from God. God has opened that door for you. He has, he has allowed you to come in contact with him. Now think of this, an invitation into a life comes one of two ways primarily. Number one, it's that invitation that someone has for you. They invite you into their lives. They say, would you come help me? Would you come do this? Well, can I talk to you? And they invite you into their lives by sending you a text, by sending you an email, by leaving you a voicemail or making a phone call or coming up to you at church or coming to you for help at the office. They are making, they are initiating an invitation into their lives. But one skill you want to learn that will help you be a better servant is to invite yourself into others' lives gently and carefully respecting the person's wishes and desires. Like, so what I'm not saying is you force yourself. And I think we've all met people that force themselves into your lives. They just kind of like, like they, they, they want to be so much a part of what's going on that they, they are so insistent and not sensitive. Like they haven't taken that first step of learning to die to themselves. They haven't taken that first step of learning to die to themselves. So they are just pressing in. And that's not what I'm advocating. That doesn't work very well. But learning how to invite yourself or insert yourself into someone's life is a key skill. And it's a gentle skill. And the, the best way that I have found over the years is to reach out. And with technology today, it's so much easier to send a text, to send an email, to make a phone call where you are then able to say, hey, I know you're going through something. I'm praying for you. I I know something's happening, but I I have the scripture for you. The Lord laid you on my heart, and I just want to let you know that someone prayed for you. I I prayed for you. And so you're learning to invite yourself into their lives because ministry is the power of God through a person to connect with another person. And life is filled with opportunities. You know, you can't just sit back and go, well, nobody's reached out to me. Nobody cares about me. Uh, Again, when you put yourself on center stage, it almost always leads to discouragement and difficulty. But when you find yourself in a position where you are growing in grace and you're inviting yourself and inserting yourself in people's lives very gently, very carefully, very respectfully, because, you know, if the answer is no, then the answer is no. And you have made yourself available, but you are not going to push it. You're not going to be forceful. You're going to be very much like God has demonstrated uh, as the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't force himself upon anyone. Jesus, you'll notice as he, throughout the ministry of Jesus, he would give invitations. 
He would say, you come follow me and wait for the free will of the person to respond to that. And, and he would gently care for people. He would gently love people. And when they invited him in, you would find great ministry. Now, this is important to consider. Once you are in uh, someone's life, it's important that you follow up. Now, I, I know that that, of course, Ed, that's true, but I, this, is, this is so important. I find this as, th- th- there's actually a threefold part to following up, and I want to give you the three. I don't want you to forget this. This is, this is going to put you so much farther ahead in building trust and, and actually keeping trust as you love people and serve people. And there's, there's three parts. You need to follow up. Number two, you need to follow through. And number three, you need to follow on. I don't want you to miss these. Let me explain them to you. Once you have a relationship with a person, uh, once you're connected, you need to follow up. And follow-up should take place within a couple days, one way or another. Uh, It should be a a reciprocal response to someone's request. Or if you reached out to someone and and you haven't heard anything back, you want to follow up with them, that should be days. Secondly, you want to then follow through. And that's an ongoing development of this relationship, follow through. You're going to follow through in days. You're going to follow through in weeks. You're going to follow through in months. You're going to continue to follow through. You're not going to forget the connection that you made with this person. And then finally, number three, I want to teach you how to follow on. And this is months and years until eternity, really. Like, I want you to think of, yes, I have a follow-up. I'm going to minister to them within a few days, but then also I'm going to follow through with them. I'm going to continue on with them. Like I'm going to follow through and stay in touch. And then finally, this is an invitation into their life. I'm going to follow on. I want to be a part of their lives because God connected me with them. And this isn't just, you know, tight friendships and connections. This is learning how to be a better servant. You know, you pastors, especially listening, you leaders, you key Sunday school teachers, uh, maybe you teach in the public schools, um, wherever you are where you're building up relationships, listen, following up is not enough. You need to follow through. And following up and following through is not enough. You need to learn to follow on because the things that you're involved in are not just events. It's the event actually is the tool that God uses to what? Connect us with other people. The appointment, the lunch, the gathering, the meeting, the marriage, the phone call, the text message, the social media post, whether A, they've invited me into their lives or B, I've I've asked to be a part of their lives. Maybe I can serve them or pray for them. Either way, the key to overseeing souls. Remember in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, uh, in the New Living, it says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they're accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That certainly would not be for your benefit. So we have a responsibility to watch over souls. Now, I know not everyone, most listening in aren't pastors, 
but but I want you to take the application of this. The joy of serving God and his people is that you are touching souls. Okay, so sure, you may not have the same responsibility that I have in watching over souls. Or do you? Mom, dad, manager, vice president, supervisor, CEO, pastor, elder, deacon, Sunday school teacher, delivery driver, phone answerer, customer service rep, retail sales clerk. You can get the picture. There is a sense where everywhere, everything I just mentioned has a sense of touching souls. And so remember this, don't forget this. Follow up days. Follow through days, weeks, and months. And then finally, follow on months and years. Let me give you a few tips and tricks, and then we're almost done with today. But one of the things that I've used long time ago, I started using three by five cards. And I would write down people's name, prayer requests, their phone numbers back then. This is, we're talking years ago. I've been serving Jesus now for almost 29 years. And I, I, I was also in the business world. I was in the corporate world. And I used to have this little box with three by five cards. I'd have their phone number. I'd have the person's name, maybe their spouse, maybe their kids, depending on what relationship, prayer requests or issues in their life. And then, of course, they invented the smartphone. Uh, in between the smartphone that I have today, I had one that was known as a trio. I don't know if you remember seeing those. It had a little keyboard on it, kind of like the Blackberries before they came out. And and I used that. It was it was tied with the Palm Pilot. And I, I put the information in that. But now I use an iPhone. And in my iPhone, I literally have thousands of contacts that, that I, of people that I've met over the years. And I'll tell you why I keep them all. The reason I keep them all is because if I'm looking up someone to call today and I'm scrolling through my contacts, I see someone that I haven't talked to in a while. So I'll make the phone call or I'll send out that text and then I'll go back and go, man, I haven't heard from so-and-so and I'll check in on them. And I just know in my contacts are people I've been connected with throughout the years. Another tool that I use is the Reminders app. The Reminders app. That has been such a great tool in my life where I'll set a reminder of a situation that I'll just say, hey, Siri, will you remind me of such and such on this particular day? And then when I do get the reminder, I follow up because it is impossible for us to remember everything. It's impossible for us to remember every situation. And, but, but there are ways that we can connect with others. And uh, one is to I keep information in my context. Two is I also keep information in my, uh, in my reminders. Another tool that I use is an app called Evernote. Evernote. And I've gone paperless in, in my ministry. And so what I do is I scan things and I file them in Evernote. And I write a lot of notes in Evernote. And Evernote also has a reminder feature so that that becomes a place where, and, and actually it's funny because the, the picture for Evernote on the app is an elephant because the idea is to help your memory. And I remember sharing this with a pastor a long time ago, uh, one of our team members here, and, and they were overwhelmed. They're like, you, we just, we can't remember everything. And are you expecting us to remember every single thing about everybody? And I remember, remember sharing with them, no, I'm not asking you to do the impossible, but I am asking you to set your life in such a way where you realize 
that these are not just appointments. They're not just events. They're not just a dot on your calendar. We're ministering and serving people. And we once we forget it's people, then we've forgotten why we exist. It's all about God arranges our lives all over, wherever we are, whatever we do, to be involved in people's lives. And I know right away, if you adopt for this, if you adopt into your life, the commitment, just even writing it down, I'm going to follow up and I'm going to follow through and I'm going to follow on with these folks that the Lord is going to open up. God is going to open up new avenues for you to go deeper in service and deeper in leadership. So remember this, invitations into lives are so important and how important it is for us to follow up follow through and follow on. And this brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Lead to Serve podcast. My name is Ed Taylor, and I have the privilege of pastoring here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. And I'm just so encouraged to connect with you, to be able to talk these things out with you, for you to join us on the podcast. Remember, give us your feedback at edtaylor.org edtaylor.org. And please do share this podcast, put it on your social media, tell your friends about it. Continue to, if you haven't already, go to where you got this podcast, leave a positive review, give us the stars and leave us a comment because that changes the algorithm on how people find this leadership podcast. And this is Lead to Serve. Until next time, God bless you and have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead to Serve with Pastor Ed Taylor, a leadership podcast from Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. If you have a leadership question you want to hear answered on a future Lead to Serve podcast, please email it to pastored at calvaryco.church. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe, rate, or review us on iTunes and share us with your friends on social media. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on the Lead to Serve podcast.